SpaceX makes history with the first privately launched shuttle mission to the ISS. Go team, go! Trash Panda and I again argue the merits of Robert Pattinson as Batman. And Superman is coming back, but not in the way you think. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey! Cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Let me ask a question. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And thank you for tuning into episode number 54 of the Geek Underground. This is your host, Deadpool, with his co-host. The Trash Panda. A little louder there, Trash Panda. The Trash Panda. One louder, you can bring it up, Panda of Trash. <laughs> all right, all right. This is Deadpool and Trash Panda. We are here on a historic uh, last couple weeks with the first manned, privately manned space shuttle taking astronauts to the International Space Station in space. That was pretty amazing, though. It was. It was very cool watching that. We had our kids watching that, and it was just something fun to do. It reminded me of when I was a kid, and we actually sent up rockets, and it was this big thing. And in, in elementary school classrooms, they'd have TVs on where you watch the astronauts going up. And um, Yeah, we didn't do that as kids. You didn't do that? We, we actually no. uh, actually saw that the tragedy of the discovery, that was really rough on a classroom full of little kids when the rocket that's going up explodes. Yeah, and, we, we didn't have um, TVs in our classroom. We were lucky if we had one TV for the whole school. Wow little backwards podunk country of england Excuse that you me? grow up in <laughs> come to america english people come Just to america remember, guys that uh, the dad pulls um <laughs> lovely report card had one big letter in the middle of it and i assure you it wasn't a b c d or e it was the next one what are you talking about here come seriously on. I, had, I will scan it and put it online. I, you know what? You just got to motivate me because, you know, I, I got A's on my test. And that's all I like. I know this stuff. I'm getting A's on the test. I just didn't want to do my homework. And in high school, homework is, is very highly scaled. I mean, that the scale of what the percentage of homework puts towards your grade is very high. And I didn't want to do that. F? Um, F is for fantastic, and What's I was fantastic in my classes. It's for failure. I wasn't all of them, and then they said Sean do better, so I focused and I got A's. So you know what? I, I was just a very, I, I, I don't know. I was uh, he's bad. I was very bad. Um, I was a slacker. You were a slacker. A highly achieving slacker. slacker. You know what? I could do good when I wanted to. People even got mad at me because studying for tests uh, at university level. I, you know, just jump down, study for like three hours because I, I can rote memorize stuff really quickly. I can cram all that stuff in there. And I had friends that were pulling all nighters on these same things. And I'd do my little bit of studying and then go to bed or play some games and then stroll into class like right as class is starting and they're cramming in their sheets before class started. Yeah. Uh, and they'd still get worse grades than me. I kind of went the route of with my, and I did really well in my exams. I've got to point that right out now, but I kind of got to the point where I was like, if I don't know it by now, the likelihood is I'm not going to know it. Yeah. So I will just kind of have a brief look over things for maybe an hour 
and then I'm done because I'm not going to stress myself out. And I did pretty darn well. Come on, overachieving slackers of the world. We got to unite here. I'm not a slacker. It's just that I didn't understand why it was important to have 35 different formulas for a lesson that I really wasn't that interested in. I didn't enjoy physics whatsoever. Um, Apart from astronomy, I just didn't think I was like maths. I'm not a big fan of maths and this is just pointless. We had a really good physics teacher, though. And when they said you've got 35 different um, equations to learn, I was like, you're kidding me. I don't need to know this stuff. So I went into the exam and I took the two numbers, I multiplied them, and then I divided them. And then I decided which one looks better and I got a B. This is a geek show, Panda. Hey! This is a geek show. Yeah. Uh, and nerds and geeks do math. So we're, we're discussing how to do these <laughs> yes, things. Yes, but we want pop culture news. Okay. Um, and actually something leading off of the uh, SpaceX story yes. was that the artist behind uh, Batman in the Man of Steel, the Batman, you know, that kind of armored bat suit. Yeah. Uh, he actually designed the SpaceX astronaut suits. So yeah, if you I wondered why that. those looked so cool. They didn't look cool. But they looked way cooler than well, like old no, school NASA really compared much to, better. to what but was before. But a lot of people pointed out, and I thought the same thing, they were very boxy. And yeah. it was like, they could have made them. I mean, after all the things we heard, we were really excited to see these like cool looking space suits. And they were kind of like, eh. Yeah, but, the, wah, but again, wah. in my head, when I think of like they're old school. They're cooler they used to be. I mean, but just they're still kind of wah, So wah. much more usable, though. Of course, like the bat suit was just kind of wah, wah. Anyways. Mm. With Sir Batman. Which He's one? Ben Affleck. The, the, the bat suit, the armored bat oh, suit. That right, was just yeah. kind of like, eh, I don't know. I mean, not very practical. There's only one Batman, though. So that's just it. I know you're Michael Keaton, although although we just passed the 25-year anniversary of, uh, oh, what was the uh, Batman what was the Val Kilmer Batman? I'm sorry. Val Kilmer? That yeah. was Batman Forever. Okay. Yeah, the 25-year anniversary of that one. Yeah. We just passed that. I actually liked that one because I liked Tommy Lee Jones. I liked Jim Carrey as the Riddler. It was kind of very kind of like poppy sort of Batman. Um, and it was definitely for a younger audience. But it still had its merits. It wasn't as good as Keaton. But... Yeah, it was when George Clooney came in that lost me completely. And Alicia Silverstone, seriously? That was terrible. Oh, uh, but, but no, it's just Val Kilmer, though, and George Clooney. Neither of them make a compelling Batman. I think we've talked about this before. The Batman I character's got to be a bit crazy. He's got to have that little I edge disagree to him. because I think Kilmer could have pulled it off. I think it was script and kind of like the the thought behind how this movie should be. I think if you'd have given him like the, the Tim Burton script... I think Kilmer has got enough crazy to him, like Keaton does, that he could have pulled it off. Actually, and no, now, and, and not thinking being about rude that, and yeah. not being like anything, because I know the poor dude had throat cancer and now he speaks with one of those little boxes. He'd sound so much more like Batman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. That's cold. Um, but you're right, though. Thinking back to his real genius role, he, he, he was a bit edgy and, and more kind of just a goofy character, but still he could pull that kind of crazy a bit out of yeah, the Yeah, and out of in the bag. Willow. Yeah. All right. Peck, peck, peck. No, I, like I said, I like Val Kilmer. It's just that role. It, it did not. And you loved him in The Saint. Come I on. didn't love him in The Saint. He was good in you The Saint. You liked The Saint. I haven't seen that movie in, in probably 20 years. You told me when we first got together that The Saint was one of your favorite movies. Maybe at the time, but I still, I mean, 
And I guess that's true. When I look at some of my favorite movies, I could pick out ones that I haven't seen in a very long time, but yet they're still one of my favorite movies. And then a movie that I could watch all the time, it might not even crack my top 50, but it just has that rewatchability that lets you just kind of have it on in the background Mm -hmm. and watch it again. So so I guess guess that is a different thing, your favorite movie versus the one that you would watch a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one. But one of the things that we have to touch on that we absolutely have to touch on before we go any further uh, are the protests that have all started because of George Floyd. Now, I'm, I'm sure at this point, you, have you seen that video of what happened and everything that took yeah. place with that? Okay, I mean, okay. it really is just a, a tragic, horrible thing. I, I don't think he meant to kill uh, George Floyd, but, but it, it was horrible. It was gross negligence and just, I mean, almost just uncaring. I mean, so jaded in the, in the way he did this. But it's not what I want to talk about, though. It's just... I mean, I agree with the protests that are happening around the world. Now, I don't agree with the criminal activity that's taking place beyond that um, because a lot of organizations are, of course, using this for their advantage uh, and and looting and and rioting and and causing problems that that take you away from the main point and focus of what these protests are about. Mm -hmm. Now, me growing up as a white person, uh, now I grew up in California, though, which uh, in the Bay Area where I grew up, it was very, very mixed pot, but still... uh, I, I know I, I've benefited from white privilege. I, I, I know that. Like looking at my life, I have benefited from white privilege. And so it, it's something where, I've, yes, I've had friends of many, many races and colors throughout my life. Um, and growing up again, I, I never thought of them as my, this is my Asian friend or my black friend or this friend. It was just, these are my friends. Mm-hmm. But, but still, I'll never understand what it means to grow up w- with the kind of oppression that has been systematically uh, you know, put on minorities in the United States of America, at least. I'm, I'm sure in some elements here in different ways. I know England is definitely different in regards, but there is still you know, racism that takes place wherever you go. Yeah, the, the racism in England, I think personally, having grown up in a, in a smaller town and everything else, we didn't really see it as much, honestly. Um, we did see um, there was some definite racism when it came to Indian people from actually from India because uh, there's a lot of people who um, come over here from there um, and there's been there's been ongoing racism where it came on to um, what they were doing. Um, but I never really... I mean, we had... I had school friends who were black. I had school friends who were Indian um, from other races, other nationalities. And... I didn't see it within our school. I know it happens a lot more in London now. There are parts of London that are um, almost solid black communities and we do see it. We have um, some of our um, other Essex evangelists that we work with at counties are of, you know, are black. And I'm sure they'd be better to tell you kind of like what it is being like around here. But, um, you know, the one thing that um, it just keeps pumping back to me the whole time and, and, and do not take me wrong when I say this, when I say, yes, black lives do matter. But I totally believe that all lives matter. We all matter. And it is wrong what has happened to the black community. It is wrong that they are being stereotyped, that they are being treated differently just because of the color of their skin. I absolutely agree with that. However, all lives do matter. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the Bible, it, it says that even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us in his own family by bringing him us to himself through Jesus, uh, through Jesus Christ. And I mean, when it's talking about that, it doesn't matter if it's me reading that scripture or, you know, a black person reading that scripture or an Indian person reading that scripture or an Asian person or anything else. 
You know, one of the kids at school, we were having a discussion on this the other day, and she said, you know what, you can have eggs, and they can be brown eggs, white eggs, yellow eggs, you can have all these different eggs, but when you crack them, they're all the same on the inside. And, I mean, to come from a 10-year-old, <laughs> and I mean, that was beautiful. Yeah. I was like, you know what, you were so right. You were so right. And the Black Lives Matter thing, I mean, I stand for that as well. And I understand that they feel, I think when people say, yes, well, all lives matter, these lives matter, um, it's taking away from just the point. Yes, they understand that all lives matter. But the Black Lives Matter movement is itself, it's just trying to gain that traction of understanding that there has been such a history of oppression over over blacks in particular and minorities that, that, that we need to stand together. And I saw this slogan that says, you know, as a white person, I understand that I will never understand and yet still I stand. And that, that's how I feel about this. I, I don't want to say that I can empathize with, with someone that's a minority race because I, I can't. I can't I can't put myself in their shoes because I've never been there. Yes, I've had friends that have been through that and I've talked to them about that, but it's still something that I can never truly understand um but yet at the geek underground we stand though you know and we support that and we support that movement of wanting racial equality uh and finding a way to get out from that systematic um racial oppression that has been at least in the united states heavy for a while and so um and i'm not saying for one minute it's not happening over here can i just point that out it is happening (coughs) in the uk racism does happen in the uk we're not apart from that um but as you know coming and growing up in a very 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 small farm you know rural village um we just didn't see it yeah um i did have friends growing up again and even now we have friends who are black you know it's not uh in these sort of areas it's not so much of a a, i don't like the word stigma but you know what i mean um but yeah it's it's not like america is you know the only place this is happening we get that i understand that um but those were just the things you know i experienced growing up yeah and and it's hard and it's tragic seeing more more, uh, life lost because of these protests now and because people getting shot and because things happening it's i mean i I just you want to see this you know, done in, in a way where we're not we're not having people hurt and killed and more families broken over this. But um, I, it is important that this message gets out there in a way that really does truly affect change. And yeah. and, and hopefully change does come from this. And um, so, so yeah, it, it's just something that's hard to transition off of. I don't really have a good segue off of that, but I did want to touch on that because um, it, it is so important. It's an important to keep that conversation going. And as long as we can keep the conversation alive, then something can change. Absolutely. Uh, and so we just want to make sure that conversation keeps going. So let's uh, geek out. So let's geek out a little bit, though. Let's geek out. We can geek out right now. So, so, so Trash Panda, Trash Panda, um, tell me what are you geeking out about <laughs> Before I this geek week? out, I found a story and it made me laugh. And kind of like, go, oh my gosh, that would be so scary. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite Star Trek episode um, series is before Discovery came out. Everybody, you all know I'm a massive Discovery fan. Um, I liked uh, Voyager. It was the first series that really kind of made me go, that's cool. Whether it was the fact that Janeway, you know, she was the first real female captain. Um, I think the episode that got it for me was the Captain Proton episode where they were doing like that B-movie sort of Flash Gordon. Oh, the Gordon. black and white kind of noir yeah. style. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was such the best episode. I mean, forever I was doing the fingers like Janeway was. Um, but Garrett Wang, who played Ensign Harry Kim, when he was um, auditioning for the role, he got called back 
And so he went to the studio lot and he's driving quite fast around the car park. Was he late getting there? Is that what's happening? I don't know if he was leaving or coming. Anyway, so he goes around this corner. This guy in a suit goes between these two cars and steps out and he slams his brake on just barely missing this guy. And he kind of puts his hand up to, you know, be like, I am so sorry, you know. And realizes it's Harrison Ford. He almost ran over Harrison Ford. Oh my gosh. What? Like, dude, his heart dropped and he just was like, I nearly ran over Hound Solo. That would have been the end of his career. He would have been blackballed in Hollywood forever. Yeah. Can you, you want, ah, running over an icon like that. Yeah. You have no, you have no career left. You're done. No, you're just you're done. done. You're running out you're of done. Hollywood. Wow. Uh, now, now I do have a very tenuous thread tying me to Star Trek Voyager. Right. In the late 90s, I worked at a place called the Magic Edge. It was in Silicon Valley. It was this cutting edge, next gen virtual reality flight simulator. It was mm. uh, powered by Silicon Graphics, which is was an up and coming graphics company at the time. The, the computer that ran these things was the size of a fridge. Uh, and not because that's how big computers were then. It's because that's how much processing power was needed to yeah. run these things. And we had actors, A-listers, celebrities, athletes all come through there at some point from, from Michael Douglas and Tim Allen to all the 49ers and Sharks players and Giants players. And it was great. So being a teenager working there and seeing all these awesome people come through, it was so much fun. But Tim Russ, Tim Russ, the actor that played Tuvok and Star Trek Voyager, he came through and I didn't get to see the others. I just saw pictures and heard about them, but I got to check in Tim Russ. He came through. I checked him in. I put him in the waiting room, which is, you know, the little place he got, actually had a different name. I can't remember where officers go before they go to the, the uh, squadron room. Okay. And I met Tim Russ and it was amazing. And that's my tenuous tie to Star Trek Voyager. Very cool. That's all. There's nothing really fantastic about it. Yeah. Just a little. Woo-hoo. Oh, and he flew under the call sign of Vulcan. Come on, man. Be original at least. <laughs> <laughs> because you get to pick a call sign now, every pilot right you got maverick and goose and and i was flea and he just picked vulcan well i mean out of the the main vulcans i mean the two main ones that everybody knows spock and tuvok i mean think about can can you really name any other specific vulcans apart from maybe Spock's, Spock's dad. dad yeah there you go and can you even tell me what his name was um i could have if i watched another episode of star trek discovery there but I, I can't think right now <laughs> See, you can't. I could, though. It's, but I it's, don't. Leonard uh, Nimoy was going to show up there. Or Zachary Quinto and say, my call sign is Vulcan. Yeah, or the other guy. What was the guy who did it in Discovery? I can't remember his name. He was absolutely amazing. Anthony Peck? It's Peck. Yeah, that sounds about name. right. Yeah. An- it's Anson Mount and Ethan. Anson Mount. Anson Mount. Yeah. Okay. Ethan Peck. Is it Ethan Peck? Yes, I think okay. it was Ethan Peck. Yeah, he, he did really well, though. Yeah. I liked him. I mean, I, I'm so excited about that new Enterprise show that they're talking about. Hopefully that comes to fruition because that has me going, woo It I has like, you going, woo yes, does it? it has me going, woo-hoo. <laughs> I go woo. Yeah. I go woo-hoo. Um, just kind of a funny one on, uh, if you remember that whole controversy about Robert Pattinson not working out for Batman, apparently that was all just tongue in cheek. Uh, it never actually went down that way. Uh, he has a diet he's been on, a workout regimen. Now, it's not like The Rock. When you see The Rock, his workout regimen, Dwayne Johnson, it's just ridiculous. No normal mortal human being can do what The Rock does, mostly. 
But when I saw his regimen, it was nothing that was groundbreaking. It's like he's cutting out fried foods. Yay. I mean, most people should do that. We shouldn't be eating fried foods and processed meats and cutting down on alcohol. Well, that, even that's, the Krispy Kremes I keep making. I try not to eat those. That's why there's a whole container full of them still. Because there's I, not a container full well, of them. Well, then you and the kids ate them. I don't know who ate them. I didn't eat them all. Um, I had like two, I think. But she does make amazing Krispy Kreme style donuts, uh, which is wonderful. Um, he, he, he is also boxing and running five to 10 kilometers, three to four oh, times a week. Wow. So, so he's doing stuff. But again, this whole, I, I don't get this whole like anger rose towards Robert Pattinson and the fact that he wasn't working out. I don't know where it came from. Because he's doing he stuff. shouldn't be Batman. Oh, he's great for Batman. Just why don't no, you let it happen? Not. Let it happen. He, he will can be, be Batman, but I will not be watching that movie. He will do better than Clooney. Well, everybody can do better than Clooney. <laughs> I could do better at Clooney than Bat as Batman. For the 25-year anniversary of the almost I'm Clooney Batman, Batman we'll, uh, we'll give 25 actors that can do a better job than Clooney. <laughs> Me included. You included. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um yeah, I'd I like don't to. Know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's get away I from Batman know. because it's it's making me cross now. Um, one I know, it's if you do remember Matt, if you remember um, <laughs> Martin that used to join us on the Geek Underground, he is one of his favorite games ever, Kingdom Kingdom Hearts. Yes, um, it's going to be uh, Disney Plus has uh, decided to make an animated series. Really? Yeah. Uh, everybody's really excited about it. Um, apparently, the original voices. Um, have been expected to reprise Jim Cummings, Bill Farmer, ten, Tony Anzelmo. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I apologize if I didn't. Um, it would be a series rather than a movie. And um, yeah, there's not a huge amount of information about it at the moment, but it has been confirmed that for definite... They're making one. I mean, it could be good. You, you think, I mean, Muppets in Space did well. We're going to have Disney characters in space flying their little gummy ships around the galaxy and... You don't know that in Kingdom Hearts? You had your little gummy ship you could build and fly places and... Well, not really. Okay. Well, yeah. So I, I guess, I mean, Disney characters doing sci-fi-y stuff uh, and kind of, you know, role-play game type stuff, fighting yeah. monsters and battling bad guys. Why not? Which, um, as we're going on Disney Plus at the moment, uh, so that you're aware, if you're a big uh, stage show musical kind of fan... Uh, Disney Plus has been putting a lot of those on there. And on Friday, July 3rd, Hamilton will be hitting Disney Plus. So if you haven't actually gotten to see it yet, you'll be able to go onto Disney Plus and watch a recorded version of Hamilton. Um, which also, by the way, if you never got to see Eugenius, which is my favorite musical ever, it's produced by Warwick Davis. It is a 80s themed nerd musical can i give you any more props for this movie <laughs> it's amazing they put it on youtube you can go to youtube right now look up eugenius the musical and watch the entire thing because i know our daughter was desperate to see it we went and just uh we made ourselves a little theater in the front room went and made ourselves some revels and popcorn and nonsense and we sat and watched eugenius and it was amazing and it still is amazing i mean it's not as good back. as watching it like in a, oh, in a no. theater on the west end but it is fun and if you enjoy you know musicals plays drama type stuff uh and 80s pop culture you will enjoy it absolutely it's a lot of fun um 
I'm going to go next because this one has me excited. The Witcher season two plot details have been revealed Ooh. in some ways. I'm not sure if you saw some of this now. Um, so they've already started now. They, they were actually mid-production when coronavirus shut the world down, shut them down. Yeah. They were working on so, so this massive scene that had taken months of prep to get to. It got shut down, but they're, they're working on getting it finished right now. Um, and really a lot of this show now, they say they're going to shoot it differently. If you remember season one, the way they jumped around in time had a lot of people confused and people, even if you don't tell about episode four we didn't realize what's going on with this timeline like who how was that person there when they were young and now they're old and it didn't make sense in some ways mm-hmm. um and a lot of people didn't like that now uh th- which was one of the most controversial parts of that season now they're going to change the way they tell the story it's going to be a much more linear approach in some ways to the storytelling uh, and it's really going to focus on um Geralt's the Witcher, uh, as well as a whole new slew of Witchers coming in, and then also the Witcher, and and, and is it Siri? Was that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the kind of their relationship and how that's going to grow and develop as they're kind of now forced together uh, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable part of season two. Now, there's more to it than that. I want you to look into that for yourself. But again, um, is season the one was so back? good. Oh yes, Bard is back. Give a coin to your Witcher Oh, Valley Plenty. <laughs> oh, I love that song. It's still stuck in my head. That song just doesn't leave. I, I mean, it's, it's one that just stays. So if, if, now, again, this is definitely not a kid-friendly series no, by any means. Any stretch of the imagination, not. you want to let your kids watch this show. Uh, 16 and up, if not 18 and up, I think yeah. is what it's rated at. Um, you're looking ugh. at... Um, you're looking at violence. You're looking at some bad language. And you are definitely looking at female nudity. Full female nudity um so do not think for one minute this is you know good for any sort of children at all it's not we're not condoning it for that sort of thing but in terms of um just a good fantasy series um and i'm probably going to be branded a heretic but it's definitely better than game of thrones wow sorry okay i'll bet you some game of thrones fans might say that as well i mean henry cowell is so but uh... i didn't i mean Game of Thrones is okay, but it was never like a massive thing for me. I didn't think it was that amazing. And I'm so sorry. I have seen it all, but it never... I mean, you killed Sean Bean off in this first series. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I then know. the R series. Yes, we all love the fact that nobody could kill the, the, the White King. But man, oh man. No. Just no. Just no. Now, staying on and, and Cavill here, I just remembered that. Did you read that story about Superman is now appearing in another movie, but not a Superman movie? Um, did you see that? Yeah, he's coming back as Superman, but in but in somebody else's movie. Yeah. Um, now, if you remember back to December, uh, he, he did a a story. I think it was for Men's Health, uh, where he said something like, "The cape is still in the closet. It's mine. I'm not going to sit quietly in the dark as all this stuff is going on. I'm not giving up the role." So that that's what his quote in December, which left some some hope for those of us that wanted yeah. to see him reprise that role. And it's now recently come out that he will be appearing in another movie, but not a Superman movie. Uh, from what I've heard, it'll be akin to the Hulk in Thor, Thor three, uh, Thor Ragnarok, right. that kind of role where he's more like sharing the screen time with someone. And right now there's actually some web pages that have actually some gambling pages that have the odds on movies for what he will appear in. And the one that has the highest odds is Shazam two. And that tell me, I was tell going. me that doesn't sound amazing. Zachary Levi and Henry Cavill on screen. I mean, it's like goofy and classy. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, because Cavill is such a smooth character, right? He's this smooth, just well-groomed, clean-cut, good old American boy. 
as Superman. But he did as, it with um, Army Hammer and The Man from Uncle. Yeah, but I he, mean, that was goofy and classy. Kind of. And now you've got Zachary Levi, the 12 year old trapped in a man's body. And I'm not talking about Billy Batson. That's just who Zachary Levi is. Um, just trying to get together on set. I think I think that could be fun. Uh, the second that was Aquaman, because again, uh, Superman and, and uh, Aquaman work closely together in the Justice League. And that, that could now, happen. Now, here's the question. Superman can survive in space. He can survive, you know, he, the heat of the sun revives him. Can he survive underwater? Can the man breathe underwater? I don't think he has to breathe, though, right? He just needs, like, the sun as, as long as he's got... He? Can he survive underwater? I would say underwater? he can't breathe underwater, but I don't think he has to breathe. Now, again, I haven't read the comics of Aquaman if he needs, like, something special to do that. But from what I've heard of how he can survive in space, he just needs the sun, right? So as long as he has sunlight power... So I don't know how that works at night, then. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know that one. That one is beyond me. There you go. If you know... Please, please, please let us know because I, I'm interested to know that now. Why, interesting, yeah. My, my brain is peaked. On I want to know. Superman. I need to know. Uh, staying survive. with superheroes, um, good news for you, Spidey fans, because uh, Insider has said that Marvel and Sony are working on a new Spider Man deal. But I wasn't done with my DC news yet. Well, you knew you jumped to Marvel on me. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> So, the current Sony Disney deal covers two MCU movies. Several reports last summer that when the companies um, have... What was of, that? Like when words the companies came out of your mouth, but they were the not words. Partnership. <laughs> Shut it. Um, so, apparently, they're all in talks again. It looks like um, Peter Parker might be able to come back. Um, although, I think it's going to be difficult, seeing as that the poor guy now is kind of outed as Spider-Man Everybody knows he is Spider-Man and what's going to happen yeah, now. Yeah, that cliffhanger they left us on at the end of uh, oh, Far From sucked. Home. That was yeah, terrible. Like, no, you can't leave it. I mean, it was like the end of Back to the Future Part 2, right? Where he finally gets like, oh, all this stuff happens. And then the doctor gets sent to the Wild West. Am I spoiling this for anybody? 1860s. Um, yeah, the Wild West, and then he gets the letter that the Doctor's alive, and he's got to go back to the West now. And like, like, no, and it's to be continued. We wait, and I waited. That was a movie I saw in the theaters. Yeah, I and did I too. waited in this massive line outside these huge theaters out in California, and then we have to come back again later. That was so exciting. I'm so angry though. I don't oh, want a to be so continued. Who wants a to be continued? Nobody. Nobody wants a to be continued. And that's how I felt about Far From Home right at the end there. And then we got to wait for that. Eh. Got to wait for that. All right, back to DC, though, because I wasn't done with Superman yet. The Snyder Cut, we've all heard about this. We're all excited about this. Um, and it's, okay, it's coming out in 2021. Right? This one, this, this is going to come out for us, we think. It still could change. Um, the numbers <laughs> people heard are 30 to 50 million to make this movie ready. And, and I was listening to some HBO producers and uh, executives talking, and they're like, yeah, we wish it was only 30 to 50 million. So they're dropping some serious coin. You know, possibly... Uh, up to 100 million, like a, a normal movie budget on making the Snyder Cut a reality, but they're also bringing in characters that weren't even in the Justice League movie. We're having Darkseid come into this movie. Now, uh, if you go online right now, you can look up the Snyder Cut teaser and you will find a teaser trailer that shows Darkseid for the first time, uh, who is a new character that is being introduced. So I thought that was Lex Luthor talking. It was Lex Luthor talking, yeah. So that was Jesse Eisenberg because oh, okay. he, he was in Justice League, right? No. No, wait. He wasn't. Yes. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's not in the Justice League movie. Okay. Well, he was in Batman versus Superman, but he does not make 
an appearance in the Justice League movie. And trust me, I know okay. I'm right on sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so maybe they used his voice and that's where Snyder was going with it to begin with. They visited him in jail. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so so if you want to watch the the teaser trailer, just look it up, Snyder Cut teaser. You can find this, this first look at Dark Side, which just has me really excited because I wasn't a fan of that movie. It was just, it just fell flat to me. And it'd be just kind of cool to see, you know, this is maybe how Snyder wanted it to be. And now again, he did make Man of Steel. I wasn't really a big fan of that one. So so who knows how it's really going to turn out in the end. But hmm. um, yeah, that, that that could be a, that, that's fun to me. Hmm. Uh, so let's go back to Marvel. Because oh, just bouncing back and come forth. Come on, Marvel's much But better. I got more DC news. Why? <laughs> okay, go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll bounce it back. Really? And, I do actually. Uh, but it has nothing to do with movies. Has nothing to do with movies or TV. Okay. So, um, so we've got a full updated schedule of Marvel Cinematic Universe release dates. Finally, um, after a lot of people were kind of like, if but maybe not really realizing when things were going to coming out, if they were going to be coming out, if yeah. the same release schedule was going to be happening. So uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier have been confirmed for fall of this year. Woo-hoo. So you're looking about October. Uh, Black Widow, November 6th of this year. And One Division of December 2020. So this year we will see One Division. Yes. Yes. And the exciting thing about that is that the two TV series are locked in. Coronavirus be darned, right? Yeah. Now Black Widow could still move, but the two uh, TV series for Disney Plus will be premiering. Well, in not the fall only and that. The Eternals, February second of next year. Loki is locked in for spring of 2021. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is a soft set for May 7th of next year. What if locked for summer 2021? Oh, what if has me excited? Spider-Man 3 for November 5th, 2021. Hawkeye Fall oh, 2021. November? November 5th, 2021. Okay. Um, Hawkeye again, which is a TV show. That one is locked for next fall. Um, which is 2021. <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder for the February 11th, 2022. I know what we're doing on Valentine's Day. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 22. And the Moon Knight, She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel Disney Plus series are still uh, to be announced. See, I'm excited because WandaVision is going to be a direct tie-in to Doctor Strange. Uh, it is going to be Scarlet Witch, her crack that leads us into that multiverse of yeah. madness. I mean, again, really, I think it's going to follow like the House of M storyline. Uh, just and if, well, Paul Bettany, he was quoted by saying, "It's absolutely nuts." Yeah, this so is so just nuts. read the House of M. It's a short series. I think it was only eight. Yeah, it was a short, about, right. about eight, eight, eight comics long. Um, you can probably find the digital version on Marvel for maybe a tenner for the whole thing. Who knows? Or just. Uh, find it i mean it was a really just twisty here's what happens when scarlet witch go, goes down this broken mind path and what could happen to the world where she could wipe out all life as we know it um and uh, she is one of the strongest one of the strongest characters uh, in the avengers and so just just to see what could possibly happen here um and, and i'm really excited for that tie-in between the tv mm. show and the movie and that that's really really neat um no my, my dc news it has nothing to do with movies or tv um, it has to do with the comic book industry. Uh, now, now, do you know who, who Diamond is in the comic industry? They're, they're the, the one uh, distribution company that distributes all comics from basically 95% of the publishers out there. Um, 
No, e- I didn't know Everybody that, falls okay. under Diamond, uh, and that's how their comic books get to the comic okay. book stores. DC just pulled off, and that's probably, you know, a good 40% of Diamond's distribution. And so we're not sure now that Marvel is still reliant on Diamond. They don't have a, a someone else to kind of push their books out for them. If Diamond cannot recover from this and falls into bankruptcy, this could actually be like a direct attack on Marvel, which some people think it, it could be, forcing Marvel to do its own thing or struggle or find a way to get their stuff out so now, wait so dc have pulled away from diamond, from diamond. and said no we're not going to do that they're going to use anymore. their own distribution uh, they're, they're going to be basically a publisher and distributor which doesn't happen very often well fair enough but i think disney can handle it yeah i mean if disney steps in i'm sure they can, I think they can disney get it. will just go ahead and go right we'll purchase diamond that could happen. Now, the thing, actually, interestingly enough, if you go back to the 90s, uh, Marvel purchasing a company like that is the reason why Diamond is now the ultimate one, because Marvel did that. That company failed, and then they had to go with Diamond, and everybody then had to eventually go with Diamond, because Diamond bought another struggling one at the same time, kind of made themselves bigger. Uh, and then so a Marvel decision has led to this Diamond monopoly for the last 25 or 30 years. Um And so maybe Marvel doing it again. I don't know if they want to do that again and, and go their own route of trying to be publisher and distributor it's difficult to do that but Mm. you know when you've got the deep pockets of of disney i guess it's not a hard thing but for those that read comics you probably won't notice any distribution or distribution any disruption uh in in the way you get comics it's just going to make things a headache for the behind the scenes people like marvel and disney and image and idw and all the ones that are reliant on diamond to get their stuff out now the good thing about this though is that it also might lead to some of the smaller uh indie comics getting their stuff out uh, because the way that, I mean, the way it works is most comic shops, they go to Diamond, they have to decide which ones they think are, are going to, are going to work right. Yeah. Um, but, but if, if all these small independent publishers are going straight to comic shops, they can get them at a discounted price. They might give these indies a chance to get their stuff seen more. So it'll kind of reduce the monopoly that's been in effect for 25 years and, and help the smaller guy kind of get up a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, heading back to Marvel. Um, now I, I mentioned this to you yesterday and I said, actually, we're just not going to, con- we're not going to discuss it until today so that we could actually have a discussion on it. Um, so Marvel, uh, there's an article from movie web about Marvel having big plans for Thanos's brother, Star Fox. Now Star Fox, um, is the kind of weird brother of Thanos. Okay. I mean, he was a, t- he's part of the Titans, um, or from the planet Titan, um, he he was a bit of a womanizer. I was, you know, just kind of happy go lucky. And then when uh, Thanos did what he did and, and, and then ended up dying, um, this character then went and joined with um, the Avengers and kind of helped them all out okay. and did all these things. Now, it's interesting. Um, his actual name, I mean, he, he's called Star Fox, but his actual name is Eros. Or Eros. Well, he was one of the Eternals, wasn't he? Yes. Okay, from the Eternal. That's what I thought. Yeah. See, now here's where I'm a little bit kind of like, really? What what are we doing here? Do you really want to bring this guy in? His name is Star Fox, which is going to be completely confused with the video game. Or the fact that you've already got (laughs) Star-Lord and you've already got Rocket Raccoon. So you can't really put a fox in there now as well because that's just stupid. And his main power is the ability to control emotions. And we've got Mantis to do that. So why are we then doubling up with this other character who basically does what three other Marvel characters can do? I mean, it's not like you're creating extra characters. I mean, they're just pulling from just just the trove of amazing characters you have. But why do we need it? 
why not? I mean, if we didn't try new things, we wouldn't have Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, but I'm saying we've got all these new characters coming. I know, but we've got all these new characters coming in anyway. I mean, do we really want Thanos's kind of nice little brother who is a bit of a, you know, womanizer and kind of helps people now and again do stuff? But he sounds like four other different characters in the Marvel Universe already and already does what another character can already do so you haven't got a new power coming in you've got the exact same power happening it just kind of seems a little bit like okay are you just pulling characters for the sake of pulling characters or are you actually giving us characters that we can believe and get behind yeah but he can fly so can captain marvel (laughs) so can iron man so can star lord yeah, well, Star Lord can do it with jetpacks. He can still fly. I can fly with a jetpack. Doesn't mean I can fly. No, you would just pound straight into the ground. You would like go up, and then you would freak out, and then you would just crumple onto the ground. That's what would happen if you did it. No, I'd go up really high. Realize I, I didn't know how to get back down, so I'd go up higher, pop off, and then use my little parachute to float back to the ground. No, that's what I would do. You'd be a, like a, a, a weeping, crying heap on the floor, broken no, bone. I wouldn't. I want to go. I like to rock. I like to go up high. I'd like to do that. It'd be fun. Okay, yeah. back back to Star Fox. I don't have a problem with it. Again, they, they, Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. He's brought these characters that were uh, obscure in some places um, and to most people, and he's brought them to life in ways that we now. What would your life be without Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, life would still go on. Well, I know. But you wouldn't have Guardians of the Galaxy. So, But the Eternals were created by the Celestials. So you're going to have Star-Lord going there going, dude, my dad created you, so back off with the name. Eh. It's fine. He can't be called Star Fox. It's so lame. It's fine. We haven't... There was, only, there was a game created by Nintendo called Star Fox. Yeah. And what, this- is he actually going to look like a fox? I guarantee you that Marvel character Star Fox is older than the video game Star Fox. I don't care. So Marvel had it first. I've never heard of him before this post. It was dumb. And you never heard of Rocket Raccoon or Groot before Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not true. Hardly heard of Rocket Raccoon or Groot before Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't like it. All right. All right. It makes about as much sense as Robert Pattinson being Batman. Whatever. He's going to do well. No. All right. That is probably uh, the... (laughs) Can we just do some game news really quick? Because yes. there's lots of game news. Because KFC has opened up a new location. Brand new location in Animal Crossing. Boo to that. There is a KFC. And I'm looking at a picture. It is like legit a, a full KFC. There's like a chicken bar and, and burritos and bowls and a bucket of chicken. There's a Colonel Sanders running around the island. Now, apparently you can even win a real buckets of chicken um, by finding Colonel Sanders. Uh, unfortunately... It's only available to residents of the Philippines. But still, if you're in the Philippines and want a free bucket of chicken, go into Animal Crossing. I don't know why they only did it there. Why would you only do it there? Um, well, it's like, why would Little Little apparently in, I believe it was Germany this week, was selling PlayStation 4s for 95 euros a piece. Brand new. It's like $100 or so. That's cool. Brand why not? new PlayStation 4s. But little, we have one down the road. Why they not got them selling there? Yeah, I would have bought one. I don't, I don't need one, but I still would have bought one. <laughs> well, your game draw starting to go a bit funny. You probably would have needed one. Yeah, now we um, for the PS5. Put the one of the games that. that's been uh, just about teased, which I'm super excited about, not only because there was a little cameo in the trailer, is Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, it looks absolutely amazing. 
and Harrison Dula is in the room. We can see Harrison Dula. She's in the game. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know Hera. Okay, okay, for, for, for those that are fans of Star Wars Rebels, uh, we'll remember Hera uh, is the pilot. Uh, she's a Twilight pilot, and she is actually in there. You see her, so it's kind of cool. Again, she was in uh, Rogue One. Hear her name yes, called in Rogue One. So she's making these little appearances all throughout the movies and games. Which is so amazing. So, so it, it is fun to see that happening. Um, and you just started the Clone Wars, didn't you? Because you had never seen the Clone Wars series. I have. So what do, you, what do you think then of the series so far? It's still not as good as Rebels. <laughs> well, it's not going to be as good as Rebels, but do you see how it's kind of filling in some of the history yeah, as you I go do. through it? Um, I, I, I mean, Rebels, I, from day one, I just needed to see the next episode. I needed to see the next episode. And there's shows like that out there. Clone Wars, I kind of do two or three at a time, and then I kind of go away from it and then when i finished watching something else oh yeah i should put on clone wars or i put on disney plus and go oh yeah i should watch clone wars um still not really favorite by any means um i can definitely see like how dave filoni was like testing out his the way he wanted to do stuff but he was very much kind of kept you know almost kind of like creatively stunted with the show whereas with rebels he was allowed to do exactly how he wanted it to do it well same with his mandalorian episode that he directed oh exactly the couple that he did there. beautiful um but it yeah it is good seeing some of the background kind of like filled out and some of the things uh happening within that and um yeah i, I don't know also if it's the fact that rebels um was like completely new characters so you you had a chance to kind of get to know him in in a specific way whereas you already knew who Obi-Wan was. You already knew who um, Anakin was. And then, you know, a lot of the others like uh, Alea um, Secura, you know who these people are. And then when you've seen them on film and then you're going to animation, it's kind of hard. You know, the voices are different. You know, their characters are slightly different in the animations compared to the TV, you know, the movies. And it's kind of hard to kind of make that jump. So it's been more difficult to kind of go, oh, yeah, this is OK. You know, I get this. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's getting better as the series go on. I'm still finding it kind of a little bit like uh, this is not the best thing that they've done. Oh, I know. But, but, but again, seeing people like the character Saul Guerrero, who we see in Rogue One, uh, he makes and his, Rebels. Uh, he makes his debut though, you know, right there yeah. in Clone Wars. And then you start to see where he came from, what was happening before, what was, you know, and it just need to fill those little blanks in And, uh, once we get to season seven and then see the, uh, oh, what's the objective called when they wipe out the Jedi, uh, Order, oh, Order 66. Order 66. We see kind of all the behind the scenes of leading up to that, you know, so that's yeah. that, that, that's really what I've, I've seen all. I haven't seen season seven yet. I've seen all up before all six seasons. Um, so I'm really excited when you get there. We'll watch that together. Um, but but it's it just neat to fill in those blanks that you've kind of mm. had and understanding that this is relatively Star Wars canon. I, I think they're still calling it canon. I know they're trying to redo a lot of it. Uh, I know their first uh, their first young adult books are coming out either soon or have already come out mm. uh, because uh Marvel and Disney, not Marvel, yeah, D Disney is uh, working to, to create a whole line of children's, young adults, novel type books uh, that, that all kind of tie in and are all part of canon. And those are just starting to make their appearances here soon. Yeah. Um, another game that um, I'm interested to see where it kind of goes. Um, our son was desperate to have uh, Minecraft Dungeons when it came out and we, yeah. we got a copy. We've played it together as a family and it's... Um, I've got to say, for being quite a simple game, 
it's weirdly addictive. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're just mashing buttons most of the time. That's all it is. It's just like pressing the button. In time and it's four player. Again. We're a family yeah. of four. It's perfect. Um, the problem is our son now has leveled up so high playing it on his own that uh, we're just puny little weaklings next to him. So um, then he wants to go in the higher level dungeons and we can't do it because we're puny little weaklings. Because we die really um, easily. Yes, we die really easily. Uh, but I've got to say, as a like a family-based game, it's fun. You know, it's, it's completely innocuous. There's nothing really horrible in it. Um, for parents who are not massive gamers... Super simple. You just keep pressing A. <laughs> you don't have to jump. You just run around. You, you kill stuff by you, pressing you need to push A. Push R as well to you know. Oh, you have to press R to get the your potion. Yeah, potion. So you don't die. Um, Parents push that R button. Yeah, it's good. super simple to play. It is strangely addictive to play because it just it's silly, really silly. Um, and you got to get the cowbells level. You do have to get the cowbells level. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for one for kids that are kind of like Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons is definitely a cool little game to play. And there's a lot to that game as well. Oh, yeah. uh, my son's been playing it now for the better part of three weeks and he still hasn't really, I mean, he's done a lot, but there's a lot that he hasn't unlocked yet. A lot of the secret levels that are still secret and hidden to him. Uh, we're working on collecting the nine runes that will open up the secret cowbell level. And um, then there's the, uh, there'll be, um, downloadable content. And there's DLC coming yeah, out DLC over the next out. few months. So that's cool. And, and then, good. of course, what we always talk about, Destiny 2. Uh, new season just dropped, the season of Arrivals, where we are kind of tiptoeing away from the light into the darkness. Eris Morn has, um, she's kind of awoken these pyramids now. And we we found, it wasn't her, though. I think, no, we think that's... they were kind of there anyway. But we've kind of figured out that, you know, to battle the darkness, we need to kind of use the darkness in a way. Um and whereas last season, a lot of people, a lot of the community was saying, you know, they were just totally bored with it. It was kind of eh. Um, we've seen Destiny really stepping up this season. Um, the new content's fun. It's uh, It really gives you stuff to do week to week, which was good. You know, the story mission is continuing every week. There's new missions. Um, they've already said that in September, um, the Leviathan Raid... And a load of the planets are going and they're being vaulted and that we're getting the Cosmodrome back. Yay! That's going to be exciting. And Europa. Well, they've um, laid out the next three years of, yes, of, of content. So there's three more years of Destiny 2 before Destiny 3. Uh, and they've, they've really given us a good roadmap. And I think now that they're not quite a year removed from their from their divorce, from their uh, from their publisher... Um, that they're kind of getting their own footing now. Yeah. And, and I, I think now they're really understanding what, what the, the player base wants. And so coming into 20, uh, the fall of 2020 here, uh, I think they've got a really good amount of momentum behind them in, in getting the game to a good solid place. And I think they've been really weirdly blessed by coronavirus happening now because it was at a point where they were losing players and it wasn't, you know, because players wanted new content new content wasn't coming and since you know gaming has gone up i mean the, the numbers for people gaming has you know has really gone high because of people being at home so much yep. um i think that's really helped with uh bungie just being able to get players in there and trying new things like they did their first live event when the almighty was coming down and, and watching it now it was very long and drawn out and it was <laughs> a little bit like lackluster be honest you know but they tried something and it's good to see them actually trying something. And it was their first live event they've ever it done. It was. Yeah, it so was. that was really neat. Um, but, you know, we're seeing all these new things happening. It's, um, you know, we've called our um, recaster George. So we go and see George on a daily basis. We get these dark umbrals. 
Um, they have fixed a few of, there was some glitches that caused people to be able to, to really, you know, pump up the glitch just kind of a workaround a you, but by using an afk away from keyboard yeah. method of just going into a, activities and that, that, that can kind of hurt other players that you're yes, kind of match can. made with so i've always been kind of against those type of strategies I like doing it pure and simple if i'm gonna level up i'm gonna do it by my blood yeah. sweat and tears so um yeah it's I, i've really liked where it's going this new season it's been interesting the stories are interesting um, and I'm enjoying playing. So if you guys are Destiny 2 players, if you play on PlayStation 4, you can look up myself and Dadpool. We are Tasmanian Fleet and Techno Sugar, and we will happily play with you if there's guns and stuff you want to go for. Um, we're pretty good on most things now that are active. Yep. Um, is actually you. playing Crucible a lot more now. <gasps> My gosh, I am. And she actually enjoys it. I used to have to force her into it before, and now she actually enjoys it. I do. I do. I know. I do. It's good stuff. But if you want to hear more from us if you want to comment if you and want how to do talk they contact to us, us Trash you Panda. can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at the geek ug we would love to hear from you we'd love to hear what you've got to say if you've got comments questions if you want to let us know how lame Star Fox, you know as a character is going to be let us know how <laughs> and how amazing bad, robert pattinson's going to be at, robert at batman is going to be as batman please <laughs> let us know we would love to hear from you um, and if you need any sort of help, I know, you know, with people being um, still kind of stuck inside, I know things are kind of releasing a little bit. Um, but if you need some help or anything else, you know, we're part of this amazing, amazing, amazing ministry in England called Counties. Um, they have some brilliant uh, different ministries that will help, including something called Just um, Just Talk. Chat, Chat now. now. Chat Now, um, which is a... Um, it's a purely um, anonymous kind of like uh, app that you can use where you can actually talk to somebody, you know, any time of night or day, you can talk to somebody and you can get, you know, just some one-on-one -on -one time with somebody and, you know, they can pray for you. They don't have to pray for you, but they're there to kind of just hear you. And if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like you, you just don't know what else to do, you know, there are people out there. We want to hear from you. You know, if you need somebody to talk to, then message us. We're here. Yeah, we are here. Uh, and it's chatnow.org if you want the web page. The app is called Meet Jay. Um, and you can do chat right from that app as well. It's it just a way, it just keeps you connected to somebody where sometimes yeah. we feel alone. And if, if you need someone to talk to, it's always there. But uh, yeah, and I'll just wrap this thing full circle back up. We talked about SpaceX to begin with. We'll go out with SpaceX and the fact that SpaceX, NASA, and Tom Cruise are teaming up to film a movie on the ISS. Isn't that exciting? It would be more exciting if it wasn't Tom Cruise. I uh, know, you're not a huge Tom Cruise fan. Uh, they have the director from Edge of Tomorrow, Doug Lyman's going to be helming that one. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if Cruise can hitch a ride on one of SpaceX's. Chris X's. Pratt. Chris Pratt would have been great on that. I mean, you can just see him just. Because we don't want to risk out. Chris Pratt's life. That's true. And we're, we're okay with Tom Cruise. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's true all right not what i mean i'm kidding but but there, but there is inherent risks in taking a yeah, rocket yeah. to space i mean it's not like that's a simple thing like just going down to the studio and shooting a film no oh, okay. i mean there are risks in what well, he's doing from you from me pool dad pool dream of pizza don't forget to be awesome yes and dream of pizza always dream of pizza if you can dream of anything dream of pizza Why not? and from me the trash panda be unique be awesome and The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.